Welcome, everyone, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. Lou is president of All Metals and Forge Group, a manufacturer of open die forgings and seamless rolled rings, and we appreciate his sponsorship of Manufacturing Talk Radio. And today we have with us Dirk Scow. Dirk is from a company known as Tactile, a very interesting approach for frontline workers who don't have yet the latest tech to do their jobs, and particularly for the younger generation coming into manufacturing that doesn't have 30 years or 40 years of machinery experience, this is a real game changer. Lou, you had quite a conversation with Dirk earlier. I did. I did. It's, uh, it's quite a story, and we're going to let him tell it all to us again. So, uh, Dirk, thank you for joining us today. Uh, great story. Loved it. Let's tell our listeners about uh, what you're doing and how you're doing it. But first, before we do that, I think it's important that everybody know that you live on Bainbridge Island in Seattle, or in the, the, the middle of the bay in Seattle, which is, uh, uh, I, I, as I told you, I was there. I spent some time there. It's a beautiful place. It's like living in the woods. And um, it's nothing like living in a city, right? This is correct. My friends always joke with me about that this is a clothing optional island. So it has a little <laughs> different feel to, than, uh, than the big city, right? Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, you know, 35 minute ferry ride directly west of Seattle, a uh, small island uh, used to be the private hunting ground of Chief Seattle. Um, way, way back when, um, uh, we, we found, uh, found Bainbridge about 20 years ago and fell in love with it and, and, uh, decided to raise our family here. Do you live in a log cabin? I do not. I live in a wooden house, but not a log cabin. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, my, my in-law brother and sister-in-law, they lived in a log cabin that he built. It was, it was wonderful. It was like stepping, uh, a hundred years in the past. There's a number of those here on Bainbridge, and they're they're really awesome. Yeah, they really are. So uh, tell us uh, tell us what you're doing there. Sure. Well, so tactile, um, uh, as you sort of alluded to, we we are delivering um, you know digital transformation for frontline workers. But what that really means is is uh, manufacturing and a, a lot of other heavy industries, including defense and utilities, etc., are all dealing with some fairly major problems around skills gaps and around lack of access to skilled workers. And, uh, and in addition to lack of new workers coming in, the, uh, the retirement and the exit of older, highly skilled workers is accelerated. And so you're dealt with, you're, you're, you're left with this skills gap where companies have no real way of capturing knowledge of those uh, most skilled workers before they leave the company. And, uh, and so they are, it's taking much longer for newer workers to get trained. Um, you also have increasing price pressures um, on, um, on even sort of middle career workers who are, are deciding how they're going to go forward and what our solution allows um, uh, allows for is it allows for um, uh, non-technical 
highly skilled frontline workers to very easily capture their knowledge in the form of step-by-step processes and associated video, audio, schematic, whatever uh, uh, associated content will help someone that is either on or under skilled actually do a job as if they were an expert. And our sort of tagline is we make everyone an expert. Um, So this is the same sort of digital transformation for deskless frontline workers as sort of Microsoft Office was for knowledge workers. Our, Our lives are completely transformed now. There's nothing that we do on paper except for, you know, paste little sticky notes anymore. We have Excel, PowerPoint, Word, we have email, et cetera. But the the frontline worker, when they go from, you know, when they go from this to this, which is an iPad, that's not really digital transformation. That's that's digital enhancement. That's a digital tool, but it's still the same thing. They're looking at words printed on a screen versus on paper. But when you use our solution, especially when you're using it with a head-mounted augmented reality headset, you are transposing digital steps and digital guidance directly in the field of view over the subject of that worker as they are doing their job, thereby enabling this pure digital transformation. So let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I'm not a... Uh, real techie of the group here. So, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of non-techies out there that are listening to us. So let me ask you a question based on what you just explained. So you have uh, an employee who worked in the shop for 20, 30, 40 years. He's going to retire. And all that knowledge is going away. The manufacturer or the company owner can't find people that's going to replace him because who could teach that stuff if you can't? So the person who is gonna be leaving the company is transferring all this intellect, work intellect into a software program? Correct. And then the person who has no knowledge, he's 22 years old, uh, maybe he speaks English, maybe he doesn't, and he's gonna wear the same headgear is that correct or he will use a handheld device that and that enables sort of a through camera procedure but the real key here is uh is making it easy and and also making it efficient if it takes uh if it takes a company a month to create a step-by-step process using a fancy cad program or something like that it's never going to get adoption um, and, and technology, as it evolves, should get more intuitive. I mean, it's very easy to make a complex technical system. It's very difficult and advanced to make a simple, intuitive technical system. And that's what we believe we have done. We have made it very, very easy for someone who has been working on the front lines uh, in a manufacturing environment or other industrial environment to uh, put on a headset and within a half an hour, 45 minutes, understand what it is really? to capture their knowledge in a step-by-step process. So that's create a step-by-step process, capture a video 
use an audio uh, uh, note, use voice to text transcription that is, that is readily available uh, through cloud providers or, or on-premises providers as well. And to then review that as they are doing their jobs, uh, store that, save that, make that available for other uh, folks to review before it gets published. So compliance officers, um, you know, other experts to double check work, that sort of thing before it gets published. And then when an on or an undertrained worker comes in either to train or to actually do a job without having previously been trained, we enable the capturing of information about how that was used. So how long did someone take to do a step? Um, you, can, you can compel users to take before and after pictures or videos of the work that they have done. So you can then go deeper from a compliance perspective that is good for regulations, it's good for insurance, it's good for paper trails in case there's an accident to determine root cause analysis. And all of this uh, in many of our customers has completely eliminated errors in certain types of, of jobs and, uh, and or has taken, for example, uh, uh, a training program to go from three and a half weeks to three days to get people up and running. And when, and when your employee stays around for an average of nine months, if you get three weeks back uh, in their working time, you, you know, you've made massive levels of efficiency. And there's a whole, there, there are many, many, many other efficiencies here. Think about all the efficiencies that we have as knowledge workers in using something like Microsoft Office. All of these areas, like reducing of spent goods before, uh, because they were manufactured incorrectly or they were damaged in the process, damage to machines, right? Safety, job number one, every uh, manufacturer that you walk into has that sign that says, it's been 120 days since our last accident. Safety is job number one. This is all about safety. It's all about productivity and it's all about enablement of the workers, right? It's, it's an as much as it's an investment for the manufacturer, it's an investment by them in their workers and in their skill set in like, how, how are we like, why do you, why should you come to work for us? Well, because we're going to invest in you and we're going to give you tools that are, going, that are going to prepare you for the next 40, 50 years of this industry. So you can make a career here. Um, you pointed out a few moments ago about skill gap, and this obviously uh, plays a direct role in regards uh, to the skill gap. Uh, the skill gap, which is now created by people dying, retiring, and so on, and the lower birth rate and the number of people going into, let's say, manufacturing in the first place. Uh, I see another uh, opportunity here, um, and it's, it's sort of political, but I'm not going to talk politics because we don't talk politics. Uh, or we try to make believe that we don't talk politics. So we have an immigration issue in this country. And, you know, if it had not been for the immigration issue of the 1900s, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Right? Tim, you, your folks come from where? Ireland, Scotland? Ireland. Ireland. My folks, both my folks come from Hungary. Uh, Dirk, where are your folks from? 
Well, my folks are from here, but my uh, my their parents were from Germany, from Norway, from uh, England, uh, from France. So you know, I, I'm your standard issue northern Northern American mutt, but they're all. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been able to trace my, the immigration of my grandfather through Ellis Island, which was pretty cool. Uh, I actually I got my mother and father's name up on the wall in the Ellis Island uh, building. That, that said, uh, this gives a great opportunity. I mean, it, you know, they, they've been talking in manufacturing now that if we don't get, uh, I think we're gonna be short 3 million workers in the manufacturing sector, which uh, is a huge part of our economy. So if we can get all the politicos to talk nice to one another, that it would be a good idea to start bringing in people who spoke the language, who can join a, a training program, uh, some kind of a massive program that could take into account your type of product. Well, that skill gap and employee gap would be solved, would it not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're very hopeful that the current um, climate will uh, lend itself to um, uh, investment in these areas. And, um, you know, uh, this is also, this is a, an enhance, not replace strategy. So what, what this solution does is, you know, there's a lot of folks that are worried about sort of robotics coming in and taking care of things. But if you, if you imagine, like, let's say that it takes five years for a person to become an expert at one thing or one general area. But let's say that instead of trying to focus on these one or two small vertical areas, let's say they focus on uh, on uh, learning a tool that enables them to be an expert at 10 different things. It, you then are training a workforce that has a much greater level of flexibility. By the way, if you're using a lot of videos and a lot of audio in these tools, you can very easily support other languages uh, when, when, when you do that. So, so you, you don't necessarily like this, this is not a technology in general, our company, other companies in this space, this is not a technology where you have to jump in and you have to spend millions and millions of dollars to get started. It's very easy to get going. And in fact, many of our customers are 300 person manufacturing companies in the Midwest, let's say where, um, large warehouse companies have come in and have started paying higher wages and have stolen those workers. How do they onboard new workers quickly, effectively, safely, that sort of thing. This is the sort of tool that can do that incrementally and that over time will become more and more integrated into systems as factories have more IOT built into them, as they're doing more with networking. A lot of our um, we have a lot of partnerships in the industry, and many of those are around 5G. Many of the carriers, you know, everyone sees the the carriers focused on, you know, the fastest call, you know, data network, et cetera. But 5G is also about B2B, and it's about enabling networking in areas where you couldn't get it using Wi-Fi or other types of technology. So the more that you can get a network to every point throughout your enterprise, the more you can put sensors in there. And the more that you can put sensors in there, the easier it is for someone using a solution like ours to look at a piece of equipment and say, 
oh, that's running at 120 RPMs. It's running at 400 PSI. Uh, the last time it was checked was this and blah, blah, blah. And you can have that instant understanding of what's going on that can inform that person to do better job, be safer, uh, and extend the lifetime of your existing facility. So when is it that you put a shirt and tie on and head off to Washington to sell your story? Well, we are actively talking um, to folks in the DC area. We have a, 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 a we we have a relationship with a group that represents us in in that area. Um, a big portion of our business is in the defense space, and typically, if products are good enough for um, for warfighters uh, out there in the field fixing tanks uh, in, in dangerous environments. Uh, pretty much you can sort of assume that you can use them in uh, more uh, more controlled civilian environments. So we have the U.S., uh, you know, the, the government as well as the military are diving into this technology uh, with, you know, head first. And um, we have ongoing relationships and programs with all four major uh, military. We don't have uh, an engagement yet with the Coast Guard, but um everyone is is sort of looking at this as transformational technology so you uh do you have uh are you compliant with uh nist 800-171 um you know a lot of a lot of this has to do with the hardware itself and how the hardware um uh you know uh, it is safe in certain environments. Without question, we are at the beginning of this technology. You know, we're, we're talking in uh, benefits and problems that we're solving, but when it comes down to a head-mounted computer that provides digital uh, artifacts in front of your eyes, you're using light to occlude light, right? These are These are magic tricks of physics, and they're way above my pay grade and they're very very <laughs> difficult to solve we're a software company um you know our our software has to certainly meet um military standards we have not um uh been as uh um we have not been uh in great in as great a need to meet certain industrial requirements yet based on the way that people are using our solution but but the headsets are now coming out that are that are intrinsically safe, that have that have safety glass rating. So, so this this technology is now starting to find its way into uh, much more heavy industry in the field, bad you know weather environments, that sort of thing, oil rigs, you know, that mines, that sort of thing. Just so we don't forget, why don't you give us your uh, URL and or your email address so our listeners can uh, grab a hold of this. Great, yeah, so um, apologies, I don't have a, 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 an image up there. Um, uh, the company is Tactile, that's T-A-Q-T-I-L-E. Uh, we are at www.tactile.com. My email address is uh, Dirk, that's D-I-R-C-K dot SCOW, S-C-H-O-U at tactile.com, T-A-Q-T-I-L-E dot com, or sales at tactile.com or info at tactile.com will get you there. So uh, is this a, a program that uh, 
uh, manufacturers, manufacturing plants would buy, or is it a license? Is it leased? Is it annual? How does that work? It's a set. We we provide uh, our software as a service, uh, otherwise known as SaaS. So customers pay a monthly fee for the software. Um, they typically buy hardware, but that is also leasable, or you can buy it from us. That's not our core business, but we do sell the hardware as well. Um, and um, that with that monthly uh, fee to use the software, typically it's annual commitments, but they. Uh, they get updates, they get support, maintenance, uh, storage in the cloud, zero footprint from an on-premises uh, server. There's no technology, there, there's no server or IT technology to deploy on-prem with the exception of headsets or iPhones or, or, or Android devices or, or iPads. Uh what is your uh, your client's um, uh, acceptance rate? Uh, their uh, their the employees' attitudes about how this has helped them. Typically, it's extremely positive. Um, if you have someone who's been working on the job for thirty years and they are the expert and they're the only one that knows how to do a certain process and something breaks at 2.30 in the morning on a Saturday, you know, they don't want to get out of bed and go fix it. They want someone else to be able to do that. So, um, so you know, th this is uh, number one, that allows sort of the older, uh, more skilled workers, uh, experienced workers to, to uh, sort of better control that environment. But it also, um, uh, you know, it, it also allows them to, move into a different phase of their career. Maybe they're tired of lifting 70 pound objects and instead they wanna go around, they wanna document processes. They want to move into this role where they then are uh, responsible for making sure that these solutions are authored appropriately and that they're getting used correctly. So again, this is an extension of the working life of, of a worker and of their career. And uh, typically it is very well received. Uh, Tim, I've sort of taken over this whole <laughs> situation, the conversation. So, you know, why don't you jump in if you've got some questions? Because usually you're the techie guy and I'm not. <laughs> well, I've, I've enjoyed just sitting here listening to what- uh, This is phenomenal. What Dirk's company Tactile has created, and I'm fascinated by, you know, where I might see that. Uh, Lou and I go to Fabtech, and we've seen some augmented reality things. I haven't seen the mixed reality one that you're talking about, which I find absolutely fascinating. So I look forward, to, uh, Dirk, to finding this out in the field someplace where we can see it. I can put on the headgear or whatever I need to wear, and. Uh, See if I can run a CNC machine without driving a tool through the side of the housing. We have CNC uh, equipment manufacturers as customers, so um, I can set you up with that uh, next when when we when we all go back out into the world, which hopefully <laughs> we'll see. Why do we have a problem now? <laughs> <laughs> Not according to some. Yeah, that's <laughs> well said. 
Well said. Well, this is really fascinating, Dark, and uh, I, I appreciate your spending the time with us. Um, we, uh, if you would like to, uh, uh, oh, you already gave us your URL address, so I hope that you want to do that one more time in case somebody came in late. Yep, sure. Uh, again, the URL is uh, www.tactile.com. And you can reach us at info at tactile.com or sales at tactile.com. And Lou and Tim, I, I've had a lot of fun. I, I, I can talk about uh, this technology for hours and uh, it's, it's always great to talk to people who are interested about it. So thank you. Well, I, I'll tell you this, that as you progress, and I am sure that this uh, uh, product software is going to continue to grow and expand in its capabilities, I, I want you to commit to notifying us and get back on the air and let's uh, let's give the manufacturing guys an opportunity to hear how it's going, how they can improve their business and lower uh, overhead and expenses and improve. Uh, you mentioned one thing and I'm gonna just re-mention it because uh, I, I don't want it to go un, unheard. And that was, you mentioned about zero uh, error rate. Um, so before we wrap this up, why don't you give us a little bit of info about the zero error rate? Sure, so uh, I mentioned that we do a lot of work with the military. One of our very first customers was the US Air Force and they ran a number of quantitative analyses through either Air Force Institute of Technology or on uh, a number of bases. And one that was done just down the road at Joint Base Lewis-McChord uh, was a, a quantitative analysis between four different types of skilled maintainers on aircraft engines. Uh, let's just call them level one, three, five, and seven. I'm not sure if that was the appropriate designation. Ones being never worked on a plane before and sevens being the experts. Well, uh, in every case, let, let's let's actually take the sevens out of it because they can do this stuff in their sleep. Right. But in every case, they, they did a side-by-side um, -side analysis of using what's called a TO process, the technical order process, which is let's follow a step-by-step -step process that's written out in a PDF or a piece of paper, or a procedure that was authored in our product called Manifest, um, uh, in the same way using a headset. And in every instance for all one, three and fives, they were either unable to complete the process or had errors. And using our solution, there were zero errors and everyone was able to complete the process. There were about, this was a 30 plus step procedure. And I think there was north of 25 people that they uh, analyzed. That was, that's one example yeah. of, of error elimination. We have others as well. So that's a huge, uh, huge profit center in errors. Well, the way that the military looks at this is this is what they call a force multiplier. If there is someone working on an aircraft engine and they're underneath, you know, and, and they're working on something, they have to have someone standing off to the side, say, look for the, look for the green nut and look for the red wire and blah, blah, blah. And if there's someone off to the side guiding them through, well, that person is not doing something else, right? right. So, so you're, you've doubled your workforce if you can give these people this, this ability. And one of the things that we haven't talked about at all 
is the fact that um, workers, as it stands now, without these sorts of tools, they are stuck out there by themselves unless they want to pull up and make a call, et cetera. Well, directly within our solution and, and again, others, um, you can call uh, uh, remote workers, either experts or other team members, and say, hey, look at what I'm doing. I'm following this step-by-step -step <laughs> process, but I still am not getting it. And that remote person can then edit the real world field of view of that user and say, I'm going to circle this. That's the thing that you need. Here's the tool that you need. By the way, I'm going to send you a video in real time. And that can work from a sort of remote uh, um, or sort of over the shoulder guidance. It can also work for team uh, workers that have to uh, perform various processes in a specific step to turn on a large piece of equipment or activate something. One worker does step one, another one does step two, the other one does step three. You can hand off those steps uh, to, to create a, a real active workflow. So again, it, it, it's, it sounds like sort of a, a, a very uh, highfalutin term, but digital transformation is really what this is about. This is about using digital tools to fundamentally transform and make better the, the lives and capabilities and safety of deskless workers in, in, in uh, factories, uh, in the field, wherever they work. Well, this certainly is uh, something that we desperately need here in this country. Uh, and uh, it sounds like uh, you've got a, uh, uh, the perfect solution to uh, skill gap, knowledge-based transfer and so on. Uh, Tim? Great stuff, Dirk. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you for being on with us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you, Tim, and thank you, Lou. I really enjoyed it, and I will absolutely keep you up to date. Thank you. I appreciate Great. that. Thank Great. See you well. Take care. And we've been talking with Dirk Scow, who is with Tactile. That's T-A-Q-T-I-L-E.com where you can find him or send them a, a request at sales at or info at tactile.com about this fascinating technology. And while you're surfing the web, jump on over to jacketmediaco.com where you will find links to all of our podcasts. And you can find us uh, on C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio as well. We're syndicated out to all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So listen to us early and often. And thank you for being with us on this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.